Welcome to Mind Speak. I'm your host, Holly Higgins, a hypnotherapist and holistic mental health nerd. And I'm here to help you use the power of your mind to become happier, healthier, and more of who you really are. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the show. Before we dive in, I just have to say thank you for all the love on my last episode about censorship and cancel culture. I got many messages, many emails, many correspondences from all of you thanking me for that episode. A lot of people telling me that I had expressed things that they had been thinking for a long time but were afraid to say. And I was afraid to say the things that I said on the last episode, but I'm really glad I said them because it reminded me of a principle that I had forgotten about. And that principle is when you are terrified and you are afraid to talk about something for fear of being ostracized or called out or whatever, and then you finally muster up the courage to talk about said thing Usually what happens is people come out of the woodwork saying, oh my goodness, me too. I thought I was all alone. And it took that episode to remind me of that, but that's something that I've experienced over and over and over again on my own personal healing journey is feeling like the odd man out, feeling like I must be the only one who thinks this way or who thinks these things, or I must have really unpopular opinions, and then mustering up the courage to voice them and being met with love and acceptance and community. But if ever there was a year (laughs) to make a person forget about those principles or to raise the stakes and raise the bar on those principles... I think 2020 is is the year that's done that. My stomach is making some weird noises. I don't know if y'all can hear those. So I wanted to just take a moment and thank everybody who sent in words of affirmation. It really meant a lot to me. And if you shared the episode, thank you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. I have taken a couple weeks off the podcast since then for a few different reasons. One is I have been busy working behind the scenes on some cool things that I have coming later this year and in the new year. So I've been hunkering down and working on those things. And second of all, I've just been in a little bit of a funk. The content well has felt a little bit dry And as I said on a previous episode, I never want to force anything when it doesn't feel natural. I would much rather just take time off and know that when I come back, I'm going to have something really awesome to share rather, rather than forcing myself into this mold of like must produce content. But there's a fine line there because when I go too long without sharing, I can find myself in this cycle of not sharing. And so today I'm sharing, I'm lighting a fire under my butt and I'm making myself sit at the mic. And instead of recording a podcast about 
what I wanted to record a podcast about today, which is the subconscious root causes of emotional eating, which I'll get to one day. I wanted to just share from the heart because that is what's calling to me more than talking about subconscious causes of emotional eating. And what has been on my heart is I've been in a little bit of a funk lately, just like I was in a funk earlier this year and I took a long stretch of time off from the podcast. I have been feeling the funk of 2020. (laughs) The months have passed, the weeks have passed, and we're heading into fall and the seasons have changed and it's gotten colder here. And some days I just wake up and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, we're, we're still dealing with this thing. It's, uh, it's definitely the Groundhog's Day phenomenon. I realize I just said we're heading into fall. <laughs> Fall's been here for a while. We are heading into winter. I think the reason I said that was because I live in Tennessee now. And for many years, I lived in Michigan. And before that, I lived in Chicago. And the weather down here is just now starting to turn cold in Tennessee. And my brain thinks this is fall versus winter. So I stand corrected. We are heading into winter. And I just want to be honest about the fact that I've been in a funk, especially as somebody who talks about mental health. I think it is important that you know that even though I talk about mindset and personal development and trauma and living your best life and all those things, I still go through funks. And no matter how much healing or growth we've done, all of us go through funks from time to time. And this has been a year. <laughs> of exquisite funkiness. And I think many of us, to some degree or another, feel the need to hold it together right now. I think there is this sense of, if I were to open the floodgates of my honesty about how uncertain slash scared slash bored... (laughs) slash any other complicated emotions that are arising for you. There's this sense of if I were to open the floodgates, I don't know if I could close those floodgates again. And I think all of us are aware of the fatigue of the emotions of this year. Like, we're all over it. (laughs) We all want to press fast forward, even though we can't. And we are aware of the fatigue, we are aware of the tension, and so I think many of us are walking around with the sensation of, I need to hold it together, I need to appear normal, I need to go about my business as usual, I need to put on somewhat of a facade, not only for myself, but for maintaining the normalcy of everybody around me, maintaining some semblance of quote-unquote happiness and normalcy and life is clicking along as usual, even though life is very much not clicking along as usual. So I find myself, and I think many of us find ourselves, navigating this delicate balancing act (laughs) 
where inside our emotions feel like a dumpster fire, and yet we still have to get through life, we still have to maintain and keep up with our life, and also we are cognizant of the fact that we don't want to overwhelm everyone around us with our big emotions, and also that we can get overwhelmed with the big emotions of other people. So it's this very, very delicate balancing act that I am quite aware of personally and collectively. And what's been very helpful for me lately is hearing leaders and people that I look up to and respect and admire just come out and say, hey, I'm in a funk, I'm feeling kind of shitty, don't really know what's going on. <laughs> if you're feeling the same way too, you're not alone. And I've, I've heard a few people say that recently that I look up to and I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you for reminding me I'm not alone because I'm sitting here scrolling and I was starting to think, wait a minute, am, am I the only one that's still feeling this really intense, heavy stuff? Because you guys seem to have moved on. Okay. Okay, good thing I'm not the only one feeling this way. So I want to echo (laughs) those people and say I've been feeling a little bit like heart garbage, hot garbage lately. And if you are also feeling like hot garbage, you're not alone. I also feel like I am in the most conundrum-y of Catch-22 situations where I am deeply craving community and connection and the presence of other people. I have these like fantasy dreams of going to water parks and concerts and, you know, normal human connection type things (laughs) that feel so taboo and delicious in the present moment we find ourselves in. Um, But I find myself in this weird catch 22 place where I am deeply craving connection and community and being around other humans. But at the same point, I'm finding it so important to protect and guard my energy and be very, very selective about who and what I let into my space. (laughs) So on the one hand, my brain is like, dreams about water parks. And then on the other hand, my brain is like, let's go live in a cave in the woods forever. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's complicated. And it's even more complicated by the fact that my husband and I, typically, we only leave our house once a week to go to the, to go to the store. So we live on this rural farm property, which is wonderful. And we really don't ever want to leave because we have everything that we need here and it's very peaceful. And the land and the nature and everything around us brings us lots of peace. But we only leave our house once a week to go to the store now simply because the world is just freaking weird and we don't like going and being out in the world. It's just weird. So we leave our house once a week, which is very, very different than how we lived our lives 
at the beginning of this year, we would go out and do something almost every day, especially because of the fact that my husband and I have worked for from home for ages. So we worked from home before it was cool to work from home. <laughs> We've both worked for, from home for years and getting out of the house was really important to us to maintain our sanity as work from homers. And now everybody can relate <laughs> to working from home because a lot of people do. Okay, not maybe not everybody, but a lot of people can relate. And so just in this weird place where we only leave the house once a week because it's so weird out there that we'd like to stay isolated in our home. And then for years also, a lot of my social connection has come from being online. So that is really a huge way I've found connection and community over the years. I mean, my whole business is online. Um, That's just been a way I've found a lot of connection with my people over the years, especially being on the healing journey, not always feeling like I had people in my real life who quote unquote got me. Finding connection and community on the internet has been so vital. But now these days, especially in the last couple of months, I go online and I'm just immediately exhausted. I go on social media and I am immediately exhausted. And so I'm isolated. I'm not seeing people that often at all. And then when I turn to the place that I'm used to going for connection and community, which, by the way, some would argue that that's artificial um, because it's it's through the filter of technology. Even that is like, oh, this feels weird. This feels like too much. This feels heavy. Must close down the app to protect my energy. <laughs> so it's this vicious snake eating its own tail circular conundrum catch 22 of like, I am deeply yearning for connection. Yet it feels like wherever I turn to for connection, I am reminded of the weirdness that abounds. And I'm very mindful about being particular about who I follow, making sure that my social media feeds are curated in such a way that I'm going to see and connect with the people that I want to connect with and that don't drain me. Although, (laughs) harken back to the last episode on censorship, you know, we don't always see the things that we want to see on social media anymore because so much of the data is manipulated. So even with being careful about what I allow into my feed, I'm sure you can relate to this no matter what social media feels like a minefield these days, because you can be flipping through the story of somebody that you love and it's like, oh, oh, there's a 2020 bomb I wasn't really wanting to see in the present moment. Okay, redirect my focus, redirect my energy. I'm not going to get mad about that. I'm not going to get mad about that take my attention elsewhere. Oh, screw it. I'm just closing down the app. I need to go close my eyes. Can anybody, can anybody relate to this? It's just this persistent awareness of 
anywhere I turn for connection, I might be met with a bomb of reality that I don't know if I have the emotional capacity to deal with anymore. It's a lot of that emotional fatigue that I was talking about. And I think a lot of us are feeling it more than we might be letting on for the sake of keeping our own sanity, for the sake of people around us being sane. I mean, I've been hesitant to talk about how I've really been feeling because it can just feel like dumping. And I'm aware that this episode might feel like dumping or complaining or the things that I'm saying might not feel very life coachy. And it just is what it is. You know, if you don't want to hear this right now, you can turn it off. But I truly think that a lot of us are going through a harder time right now than we let on. And the stark reality of it is that suicide rates are going through the roof right now. You don't hear the mainstream news talk about this because the only thing they're talking about is the other thing. But suicide rates are going through the roof right now. And they have been for months because of the mental health impact that this global situation is having. And even though I've been through some pretty significant funkiness this year, I am fortunate to be in a position where I have been okay, my family has been okay, but there are a lot of people whose families aren't okay um, because of health concerns, because of economic concerns. And I also want to speak to the fact that, yes, there are really serious things going on right now, but I also want to remind us of comparative suffering. And we don't have to be in the trenches bleeding (laughs) at our last breath or at our last ounce of hope to reach out and say, I'm not okay, or to reach out and say, I need to connect. I need to talk. I'm not doing okay. We don't have to wait until it feels impossible. We can do it sooner than that. So do not think that just because people have it worse than you or are going through a harder time that that somehow mitigates your suffering because it doesn't. And (laughs) I think one of the number one things I've heard this year from clients is I'll be on a call with a client and they'll say, well, I know 2020 isn't an excuse, but within the context of, I know 2020 isn't an excuse for the fact that I haven't been taking care of myself or I haven't been as focused on XYZ as I'd like to. And clients, I don't know what you're expecting. I don't know if you're expecting tough love or some kind of hard ass crap, but I <laughs> I always just answer and I'm like, no, 2020 is an excuse. If ever there was an excuse, it's 2020. And everything that we've been through this year, it's a lot. And And I say that not just like, oh, it's a free pass, just, you know, let it all go because throw up your hands and hashtag 2020. You know, obviously we have to dig our heels in. We have to take care of ourselves. We have to keep going. But 
if you have been shaming yourself for not doing as much as you want to do, for not sticking to the thing that you wanted to stick with, for quote unquote falling behind or quote unquote not doing enough, if there's been a lot of shame around how you've been, I invite you right now to just take a deep breath and just let it go. Just let it go. You holding on to the shame isn't making anything happen faster. Ask me how I know about this. (laughs) Every day is a new clean slate and you might just need a nap. I did this thing that I had a lot of fun with last week. I I did the I did permission fairy Fridays on Instagram where I used a fairy filter and I dressed up as the permission fairy and I I just took requests to give people permission for whatever they wanted to do and you would not believe how many responses I get I got from people who wanted permission to take a nap. So if you need permission to take a nap, by all means, get your nap on. I hope all of this has made you feel a little less alone. It's made me feel a little less alone, even though I'm just staring at a microphone right now. (laughs) It feels good to just voice it and get it off of my chest. Now that I've shared that, I want to share with you four things that are really helping me navigate this funkiness right now. So number one is I have really embraced intuitive movement lately. And this has been really healing for me, especially because I had some wounding in my childhood around um, sports and moving my body, which led to all these terrible limiting beliefs about how I'm not quote unquote athletic and la 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 la. So For many years, I was very stilted and stifled in my own body. And as part of my healing, I've really been practicing just moving my body intuitively in ways that feel good to me. And I've been really inspired by Janine, who is at Kref's Couch over on Instagram. I think she also has a TikTok, but I'm not on TikTok. Um, at Kreft's Couch, I will link it up in the show notes. She's an amazing follow if you're not following her, but she is a holistic psychologist who talks about the importance of intuitive movement and intuitive dancing for emotional regulation and trauma release. So I was already doing it a little bit before I found her stuff and then finding her stuff really gave me permission to step into it. And essentially, you just move your body like a crazy person (laughs) and shake out all your bugs and throw on your favorite tunes and just uninhibitedly do whatever you want. And for me, lately, that has looked like a lot of jumping and screaming and growling and punching. And (laughs) if I ever get up the guts to put it on camera you would have a really good laugh because I look, I look like an animal, but it feels so good to just move that energy. Whatever the funky energy is that I'm feeling that day, I can just move it through, throw on some music and just get weird and get it out. 
And that has been very helpful for me. I, I also finally tried the class. That is what it is called. It is called the class. <laughs> it's at theclass.com and you can also find it at the class on Instagram. I was very hesitant to try it because I thought it might be a little too bougie. Um, name some fancy New York neighborhood that I would feel out of place in for me. Uh, so I was hesitant to try it, even though, you know, people that I admire had recommended it, recommended it to me. But it is called The Class. They have a free two-week trial. And The Class also does a lot of intuitive, embodied movement. But it's also a really kick-ass workout in the process. So what the class is, they have different lengths of classes, but the one that I did was 90 or 60 minutes. I think they have 90 minute ones. Um, I just started doing it, so don't quote me on all of this, but but it's an intuitive movement practice that's led by someone kind of like when you go to dance class or Zumba class or aerobics or whatever. It combines, how do I describe this? It combines aerobics, emotional release, Really good music. All the music I've experienced so far hasn't sucked, and I'm kind of a music snob, so that's been very impressive to me. So aerobics, emotional release, good music, um, intuitive movement, just a lot of shaking and punching and kicking and <laughs> all of the things that we are made to do with our bodies, but we feel too inhibited to do with our bodies. You do it in the class. It also combines principles of yoga and meditation, and it's it's this really cool fusion practice that really helps you feel like you've moved some crap through by the end of it. So that's all I'll say about it. I, ha- I highly recommend it. Um, I am not affiliated with these people or sponsored by them in any way, but if you go to theclass.com, you can get a free two-week trial and you'll either be into it or you'll be like, Holly's freaking weird. Just just go see what you think about it. The other thing I'm employing right now, again, this goes back to the Catch-22, but I'm employing some pretty strict boundaries around what I am willing to consume. So accounts that I am willing to follow, the amount of time that I am willing to spend on social media, just And this is like a day-by-day thing. It changes. Just really checking in with myself before I get too much into quote-unquote doom scrolling or going down the rabbit hole. Really checking in and being mindful and seeing, do I need to change these boundaries? How am I feeling? (laughs) A couple weeks ago, I actually recorded an episode and didn't air it. I'm glad (laughs) about how I was going to just delete my Instagram because that's how fed up with social media I was. So I recorded that episode. I didn't air it. I'm still on Instagram. I'm sure that situation will continue to evolve. But needless to say, I didn't delete my account. I just had to start putting more boundaries around what I was willing to consume. So if you're in the same place, that is a really great practice. And it changes from from day to day. Some days I feel super good about it. I want to engage. I want to hop on. It feels great. Other days I'm just like, I can't handle this. 
I don't have the capacity for this right now. And so I'm just letting that be what it is. My brain wants to be really black and white and be like, you're either on it or you're off it. I don't know why my brain does that, but I'm just rolling with the punches, being mindful of my boundaries and my consumption. The other thing I wanted to pass along, so this is the third tip, is I heard somebody say recently, we get to choose what we center, we get to choose what we focus on. And I've always known this, I talk about this, but for some reason, the way this person said it just really struck me. And the way I interpreted it is like, we get to choose how much energy we are giving to this global situation. Now, I've had days and times where I feel like I have given all of my energy to it in the name of, quote unquote, staying informed or spreading awareness. And I've never felt good about that. Like, I can't look back on those days where I've put all of my focus on it and and be like, man, I'm really glad that I did that. But on the days where I choose to minimize my focus on it and instead focus on what I am excited about, what I am passionate about, how I can help raise the vibration of humanity, I'm always glad that I did that. And this is a really fine balance. You know, when we're going through something like this, it's it's often not just as simple <laughs> as, well, just don't think about it. Just focus on other things. Because the fact of the matter is, is that all of us are going through a global trauma right now. And this isn't something we can just bypass or pretend like isn't happening. But if we are able to, if we can decide how much focus how much attention, how much presence we are going to give to it in our daily lives, the more that we are able to stay centered in our own expansion, in our own evolution, I think the better off we are going to be. And then finally, number four, something that's been very important for me to do lately is to make very intentional connection with the people that I love. And that means phone calls. That means really intentional connection in a, in a way that may not have happened before this time period. And in some ways, that can be a blessing in disguise because, because of <laughs> all the noise and just the craziness, I think, in many ways, this situation has forced me to become closer to the people that I always needed to be closer to anyway. So really intentional connection with the people who really, really count has been helpful for me and may be helpful for you. So that's all I have for you this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this episode helped you feel a little less alone gave you some good ideas. I hope you go shake your booty because (laughs) it is more helpful than you may realize. Um, If you are not on my email list yet, if we are not connected in that way yet, please hop on my email list. You can download my free meditation, which is linked up in my bio. That will get you on my email list. Really anything that you download from me 
will get you on my email list. And that is the place to be, especially in this era of big tech censorship. I have a feeling that moving into the new year, it won't just be my choice to navigate away from Instagram, but many of us will have uh, fires lit under our butt to do that for various reasons. So a long-winded way of saying if you're not on my email list, that is the place to be. Go get on it. And until next week, go believe in you. I do. 